Amen, 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 amen. God is good. And all the time. Let's give the Holy Spirit a mighty hand clap offering. And celebrate him. He's the greatest revivalist that we have. I'm so glad to be here uh, this uh, evening at the invitation of Pastor Chu and Li Chu. Pastor Li Chu, they are my friends for many years. And uh, I love them. The humility, the love, when you are around their lives, one thing you sense, there are people that really love people. They love people with all their hearts. And they carry, Pastor Chukari is a fatherly mantle, very strong fatherly anointing. I can say that because I travel quite a lot and I meet different people. So you are so much blessed uh, to be seated under these great servants of God that God has raised up. Let's give them a God bless you hand clap offering. And uh, all the other, the, the, the pastor staff, the leaders of the home cells and everybody that is doing something to serve the Lord in this vineyard. I mean, uh, everything here is very excellent. So uh, I bring you greetings from uh, the most uh, beautiful country in Africa. That is the country of Kenya. And I've invited your pastors to come to Kenya. Praise the Lord. I've invited them, and uh, I was saying they have to come by fire, by force. <laughs> because I know they are very, very, very busy doing a lot of good work in Malaysia, but they also need to bring that anointing to Kenya. So I'm going to take their names on our altar. <laughs> and... Uh, the people will just be there. Pastor Chu, Pastor Lee Chu, Zaga, 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 Zaga. <laughs> and they'll be here. Praise the Lord. Anyway, before I get to the Word of God, I've written a few books. It is great that you're going to be entering into 40 days of prayer and fasting. Wow, fasting is very good. It's very good. Apart from the anointing, you'll also look very beautiful and handsome. So, <laughs> because it is time to expel some unwanted toxins out of your body. So, uh, I have books here. This is the 40 days uh, of fasting for Revelation. Every day there are scriptures and prayer directions to help you. This one is on how to pray for your family. There's so much darkness that is coming against the families. Uh, how you can pray for your family, raise altars for your family, and how altars shape destiny of family. And this one is my latest book, Who Will Take the Land? Things that determine who takes the land, what happens if you pray for one hour, three hours, five hours, and eight hours, and quite a number of stuff there. And this is to help you to pray. It's my latest CD. It is Somebody Pray. 30 minutes of singing and 30 minutes of prayer, and you will be greatly blessed. So let's go to the Word of God. The materials are outside there. Anyway, other books. I'll not get into that. I want to maximize the time that the Holy Spirit has given me here to share with you the Word of God. Okay, let's go to the book of uh, 2 Kings. And uh, we're going to read from verse 4, 29 to 30, uh, to 35. Verse 29 to 35. Then he said to Gehazi, 
Guard up thy loins and take my staff in thy hand and go thy way. If thou meet any man, salute him not. And if any salute thee, answer him not again. And lay my staff upon the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he arose and followed her. And Gehaz passed on before them and laid the staff upon the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore he went again to meet him and told him, saying, The child is not awaked. And when Elisha was come into the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. He went in therefore and shut the door upon them twine and prayed unto the Lord. And he went up and lay upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands. And he stretched himself upon the child, and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro, and went up and stretched himself upon him. And the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for gathering us tonight in the place of covenant. I pray that you touch, revive, heal, deliver, transform your people that are here today by the preaching of the Word of God, and I give you back the glory for everything that you're going to do tonight in Jesus' mighty name. We pray and we believe. And somebody say, Amen. Amen. I forgot something. One of the ushers, you will help me. You just bring me an empty cup, a, a cup that is empty. Uh, uh, there's something I would like to demonstrate as I share. Now... I'm sharing on why does prayer take long to be answered. There is a difference between why God does not answer prayer and why it takes long to be answered. And this is a journey that I've been walking. I, uh, as I, uh, I first of all observed in our church, uh, many people, because you know we run a 24/7 prayer tower. We pray for nations. Many people pray. And I observed frustration building up in people's hearts because they are praying, they are seeking God, they are believing God for their beloved ones to be healed or for their lives to be healed, for their children to be transformed, for their you know, uh, husband or wife to come to the Lord and nothing is happening. And you know, some people are praying even for revival and transformation of their nations and nothing is happening. And you know, every time... God does not answer your prayer. Uh, God takes long to answer your prayer. You feel discouraged in your life. And there's a sense of maybe God doesn't care of what I am going through. So, I began to inquire from the Lord, why is it that prayer takes such a long time? I was so much interested in this subject to know, why is it that, you know, it takes a long time. And the Holy Spirit began to reveal to me, I was so shocked, uh, that the same thing that you can pray for for 10 years, you can get a breakthrough in a year, or you can get a breakthrough in six months, or even in one month. It depends on how you pray. That was so new to me. So uh, some of the principles that I'm practicing, uh, I'm sharing with us here, there are principles that we have been practicing for the last three years and we are seeing much answers to prayer. So we are introduced to this uh, a chapter 
of prophet Elisha coming to the city of Shunem several times. And she comes uh, across this woman of Shunem. And uh, the woman of Shunem, uh, she was so discerning to know that this was a man of God. And so she builds uh, a temporary shelter on the top of their house. And Elisha used to come there and eat food, spend time there. And in the process of time, the Elisha one time asked his servant Gehaz, what does this Shunammite need? You know, we learned something there that when we develop our relationship with God, God will get concerned about the things that trouble our hearts. And the woman came and said that I dwell amongst my people. I don't need anything. But Gehaz discerned that this woman did not actually have a baby. And so when she was standing at the door, Elisha prophesied and said that round about this time, according to the time of life, you are going to have a child. And surely the word of God came to pass. She got pregnant, had a child. The child grew. One time the child went to the farms. They were in the period of harvesting. The child fell sick. And the father told the servants, take back the child home. And when the child was brought to the mother, the Bible says the child died. Now, I mean, you see, the devil is always trying to come against your testimony that has come through prayer. That's why, glory to God, for what God has done in Malaysia, after you prayed, after you fasted, there was a change in government, but to sustain that and take it to the next level, you have to continue praying. You cannot you know, say, now it is done. Because the devil always wants to take away what has come through prayer. Because there is power in testimony. He wants to destroy your testimony. That's why he wanted to kill Lazarus. Because by virtue of Lazarus being alive, many people were giving their, their lives to Jesus Christ. And so they decided we should kill the testimony. Now, the Bible says that uh, the woman went to the same house where Elisha used to sleep. The same room where the prophetic word came from, and he put the child upon that bed. Why? Because there was an altar in that room. That's where Elisha used to pray for. Because the prophetic word for that child had come from there. And immediately, the woman went to Mount, uh, Mount Camel, where Elisha was. And so, when Elisha saw this woman, Elisha was troubled. What is happening to this woman of Shunem, you know? Because he loved the woman so much. He loved this family. And so the woman comes and uh, Elisha tells Gehaz, go and talk to the woman and find out what is the problem. And the woman could not even share uh, her problem with, Elisha, with, with, uh, with Gehaz. And she didn't even tell her husband that the child had died <laughs> because the husband had no faith. If she had told the child, the, the husband, the husband would have organized for the burial ceremony. So she just kept it mum. Now, uh, when Elisha realizes that the child is dead, he tells Gehaz, go with my rod. Don't talk to anybody along the way. Don't turn on the right. Don't turn on the left. If somebody talks to you, don't just stay mum. Take this rod and put it on the head of the child, and the child shall come back to life. Now, I began to share 
the points are why prayer takes long to be answered. Point number one, failure to obey instructions. Failure to follow instructions will make your prayer uh, to take long to be answered. Now, looking at the life of Gehaz, I am not sure whether he followed instructions here because the Bible is quiet, but uh, there are the Bible is a book of hints. We know the character of Gehaz. When we read in, uh, in uh, I think in chapter 5, how uh, Naaman had come to be prayed for, and Elisha prayed for him. I mean, he sent him to the river Jordan, and he got healed of the, of the leprosy. And we see that Naaman, uh, Gehaz did not follow the instructions of Elisha. He followed Naaman, and asked for the gold. So, I'm not so sure, but there is a hint there about the character that possibly he did not even follow instructions. Now, this is what happens if you have been praying for something for some time, you're believing God maybe for healing, you're believing God for breakthrough in something, whatever you're believing God for, or salvation of your family member or your children, always... God answers first. He does not always just answer directly. Many times, he is going to give you an instruction in the time of prayer. He's going to speak to you and ask you to do something. Your ability to obey what the Lord has told you to do is going to determine whether you're going to see prayers or not. You know, the Bible says... In the book, uh, the, the Bible says in the book of Romans, uh, uh, the Bible says that as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Spiritual maturity is not measured by how many times you've gone through the Bible. It's not measured by how long you have been in salvation. Because salvation is not the civil service. You know, the public service in the civil service. I don't know about the civil service in Malaysia. But in Kenya, the longer you stay there, the more you get promoted, even if you're not performing. This is not the civil service. This is the spiritual service. It is not about the years that you have stayed in salvation. As many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God, not the children of God. Children are filled with the Holy Spirit, but it is the sons that are led by the Holy Spirit. We all begin at the point of being filled, but we must not stop at the point of being filled. We must be led by the Holy Ghost. Our ability to hear the stirrings, the promptings of the Holy Ghost are, is going to determine whether your prayers are going to be answered or they're going to take long. Uh, and, and listen, child of God, I have come to realize that God gives very, very, very serious instructions in a very, very, very simple way. <laughs> very serious. There's nothing like, 
Bam, 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 bam. This is the God of Abraham. I am saying now, do this thing. Da, da, da. I wish he spoke like that. Even the rebellious ones would obey. But he doesn't speak like that. He speaks very, very, very simply. This is why it is very easy to miss it. <laughs> it's very easy to miss it. Listen, we, we opened another church. We opened another campus. And so uh, we put up a tent and we needed a lot of money to put up the tent, to buy the instruments, to buy the chairs. And I was praying, Lord, Lord. People, people gave. People were giving. We bought the chairs. I mean, we, we did what we did. But we had not yet put the tiles. We, we had put like half. And we had not put the other side. And I prayed and I called for money. I spoke to Mane to come from the north, from the south, from the east. All those prayers we pray prophetically when we are in intercession. And nothing happened. Praise the Lord. I shared about giving in the church. I told people, come on with And we were going to have our heaven fire. In 2016, we decided this time we're going to have it. I said, Lord, people are coming from, how are we going to have heaven fire in a place which looks like this? Okay? So, and then I said, okay, fine. One, 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 one service, one Sunday, I was finishing to preach. Then an old intercessor is about maybe eight something years. He's been an intercessor for many years. A, a, a great, great, great man of God. He moved, he came into our, our church. And uh, so when I saw him, I was so excited. I said, wow, you are most welcome. Thank you for coming to visit us. I was going to pray for people uh, before they left. Then I told him, please come and pray. Come and bless our church. So he came, blessed our church. Then we went to, the, to my office. We had drinks and bites with him. And then uh, he was leaving. So I told him, okay, thank you so much for coming. We went outside with him. He had come with a very, very nice car. Maroon, very, very nice. So I told him, wow. Pastor, you have a nice car. Praise the Lord. I love cars so much, so I get fascinated with cars. And he said, oh, my son, do I have a car? I don't have a car. This is Uber. Uber. Do you have Uber here? Uber or Grab or something like that. He said, oh, this is Uber. I said, okay. So, when he said that, immediately the Holy Spirit spoke to me, give him your car. Ah. <laughs> I said, no. I cannot do that. I cannot do that. Now, there were many cars which were parked outside there. This man of God did not even know my car. Somebody had blessed him with a very nice car, four-wheel drive. You know, I love those high cars because I'm tall, you know. I, I, I don't want short cars where I sit like I'm squatting because my legs are so high. Praise the Lord. So, someone had blessed him with a very nice car, silver color, four-wheel drive, and I really loved my car. I was always washing it and washing it. and <laughs> My car has to be clean. This man of God doesn't know my car. Then he goes and he says, wow, 
Oh, he touches my car and says, whose car is this? It is so beautiful. I said, no, no, no. In fact, at that time, I saw God was getting serious with my car. So I told him, Pastor, I'm so busy. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And he left. <laughs> I went back in my office. I sank down in my chair. I said, what? why did I ask him about the car? I was regretting. And uh, anyway, I said, okay. I, but I said in my heart, I will not give him the car. So I got into the car. I was going home in the evening. But I lost joy. You know, when God tells you to do something, if you disobey, you're going to lose your joy. If you obey, it doesn't matter how painful it is, you're going to have your joy. Praise the Lord. I can tell you. So what happened? I, I drove home. So my wife was not there. Actually, she had come to Malaysia. So I said, okay. Then the next day I was driving this car, but like I was feeling the car talking to me. I, I don't belong to you. I don't belong to you. I don't. <laughs> so I said, good, my wife is not around. I'm going to call her and tell her. And I pray she will say I have no conviction. And I'll say, yeah, two people cannot walk together unless they agree. So <laughs> I'll be delivered. <laughs> anyway. I called my wife, and my wife said, my dear, are you so sure God told you? I said, yeah, yeah, God spoke to me. Are you so sure, yeah? God spoke to me, yes. Then, what are, why, what are you doing with the car? Anyway, so I called the man of God. The next Sunday, I told him, please come and visit our church again. You, you know, he came, and, um, no, this was after two weeks, not the next Sunday, after the other week. <laughs> I told him, come on. The Lord spoke to me to give you the car. The man of God was so happy. He was crying. He was excited. He said, oh, my son, I can't believe it. You have given me this car. I can't believe it. I said, take it. He was crying for joy. I was crying also. <laughs> but, but not for joy. Anyway. To cut the long story short, he went. After he took that car, two weeks down the line, we got all the money to do the tithes in the church. All of it. Money just began to come. About one week after that, we got another car. We gave it to, to, to another pastor. And then uh, before the year ended, I got a better car. Somebody bought for me a better car. Not only that, we ran a children's school, a, 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 the Children of Destiny. We, a, a school and a, an orphanage, and we were praying for years, believing God to get a bus. We failed to get a bus. We prayed, you know, a, a, a big bus that can carry about 27 children. You know, we could not afford to get it. God touched somebody. All the cars that we had ever bought were secondhand to buy us a brand new bus at zero mileage. Glory to God. And so many testimonies and miracles happened. Why? Because of obeying instruction. Praise the Lord. 
child of God, and listen, you will never know what is going to come out of instruction until you walk that way. I can give you another testimony as I get to another point. And uh, in 2016, Cindy Jacobs was coming to preach for us for Heaven Fire Prayer Summit. And uh, Cindy told me, when I come to Kenya, I need to meet with the president. And, uh, you know, either the president or the deputy president because I have a message for the nation. And I said, okay, I'm going to use my contacts to get the president or the deputy president. And let me tell you, this was like one year down the line. I used all my connections, all my friends, pastors, bishops, da-da-da-da. They told me it is so easy, we are going to do it. We are coming to the close of the conference. I have not gotten any breakthrough. It is two weeks to go. And Cindy is asking me, tell me when I'm going to be meeting the president. Tell me when I'm not even replying the emails. So I told the Lord, Lord, I've tried my best. I leave it to you. Listen, I was flying from Malaysia. I'm going back to Kenya. Uh, we arrived in Dubai. We got into the, the next plane. We are about to arrive. I am in the plane. I saw this man of God. He's called Mike Maddock. He's from the U.S. Maybe some of you know him. He preaches so much on wisdom. So I was so excited. I said, oh, I want to say hello to him, Mike Maddock. Welcome to Kenya. You are coming to Kenya. This is the first time. So we talked with him. Now, while I was talking with him, the Holy Spirit gave me instructions. He told me, bless him with this amount of money. Mm, I said in my heart, mm, Mike Maddock is too rich. I think he has a plan. He should be the one giving me money. I'm not the one to be giving him. You know? So, I, and I said, because the amount that the Holy Spirit told me, I said, my goodness, what is this to Mike Maddock? Anyway, because I've learned when the Holy Spirit says something, you just obey. So I got the money, I gave it to him. Oh, he said, Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. He told me this money means to me more than a million dollars. I said, Why? He said, You see, I was invited to come to Kenya. I prayed, I inquired from God, is it your will for me to go to Kenya? God never spoke to me anything. God was quiet. So by faith, I just decided to come to Kenya. But I told the Lord when I was leaving my house, give me a sign on the plane that you want me to be in Kenya. And this is the sign. So we arrived in Nairobi and we, people came out of the plane. He was so excited. He was just telling me many stories. Everybody came out. I and him and his team we remained in the plane. Then uh, the air hostesses came and told us, guys, what are you doing here? Get out. We need to clean the plane. You know, because we are going back to Dubai. So anyway, we came out with him. He was holding my, my shoulder. When we come out of the plane, who has come to pick Mike Maddock and his team? The wife of the deputy president. And so they see me coming out with Mike Maddock. They think I'm a part of his team. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so they say, oh, yeah, you're welcome to Kenya. Welcome to Kenya. And anyway... Uh, so I told the wife of the deputy president, I, no, I, you know, I, I live here. I live in Kenya. <laughs> I, I'm not part of his team. I've just met him on the plane. But Cindy Jacobs is coming, and I've been wanting to invite you and your husband. He wanted to meet with the deputy president and the president, but there was no way. And she said, Cindy is coming, you mean? I love Cindy so much. She prophesied on me in California many years ago. 
Tell me where is the meeting going to take place and so on. We established the connection like that. One thing led to another. Cindy Jacobs came. To cut the long story short, we were invited to go and have breakfast with the deputy president of Kenya. And, you know, she released the prophetic word that she wanted to release. How did it come about? What had it taken me like 11 months writing and doing what? One single instruction given by the Holy Spirit opened the door. Many people's prayers, you can give the Lord praise, are not answered. Touch your ears and say, Holy Spirit, quicken me, open my ears to follow instructions, not only to hear, but also to follow in Jesus' mighty name. Amen? So, be sensitive. Now, to me, it was giving. Because that was the most difficult part for me. For you, because if God had told me, fast for 40 days, that is, I, I would not struggle so much. <laughs> but for you, it may be so easy to give, but fasting may be very difficult. Come for the 6th of September, hallelujah. <laughs> August, yeah, August. Come and be part of it. Oh, it is, you know, oh, the Holy Ghost tells you, suddenly you don't have sleep at four in the morning. You say, oh, Holy Spirit is telling you, wake up and pray. And it's not saying, pa, 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 wake up and pray. No, it is a conviction. You say, no, I'll pray at nine. You have missed an instruction. You have missed an obedience. Point number two. Failure to understand the weight of the matter. Failure to understand the magnitude of the problem will cause your prayers to take long to be answered. Now, Elisha tells Gehaz, take my rod. Go and put my rod on the head of the child and the child is going to get healed. Gehaz took the rod, put it on the child. Did the child come back to life? No. Now, why? You know, this rod, I personally believe, Gehaz had seen Elisha perform miracles using the rod. It had done some miracles. That's why when he told him to take the rod, he did not question. He just obeyed and he took it. But this rod could work on sicknesses, but this was not a sickness. This was a problem of another dimension. It was a serious problem. The child was not ill. The child was dead. And for how long had the child died? The child should have been dead for at least a minimum of Two days. How do I come to that calculation? Because from Shunem to Mount Carmel, it is 52 kilometers. And they were not using a canchil to go to Mount Carmel. <laughs> they were not using a Ferrari. What were they using? They were using a donkey. 
And what is a donkey known for? It has the greatest anointing of being slow. <laughs> slow. Donkeys are slow animals. They are not horses. That's why when Jesus was entering Jerusalem, people were telling him, come on, hurry, 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 hurry. The donkeys just <laughs> Some of you, your spiritual growth is at donkey speed. <laughs> you must move out of donkey speed. <laughs> You've been born again for the last seven years, speaking in tongues. You only have one tongue. <laughs> that is donkey speed. Tell your neighbor, come out of donkey speed. You only know one scripture, John 3, 16. <laughs> Tell them, God, you have to grow. Your spiritual life must grow. Your prayer life must grow. Even your tongues must change. Lift your hands and say, Holy Ghost, anoint me with fresh tongues. Oh, come on. Open your mouth and say, Fresh. I need more, more fire, more power, more anointing. Now, take a minute and just speak in tongues, speak in tongues, speak in tongues. Come on, let him give you more. Grow, 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 grow. Makasa makabo, rekaramashana bagadeza, rekaramashana bagada, up there, up there, up there. Let the Holy Spirit touch your life. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, the donkey to get to Mount Carmel, it should have taken it a whole day for them to get to Mount Carmel. Because that's 52 kilometers. And then they could not travel immediately back because the donkey is tired. So they slept the night there and then traveled the whole day and arrived in the evening. The child has been dead for two days. You're bringing a rod to bring back that child to life? It cannot happen. The donkey, the rod has power, but the power is insufficient. And that's where many people in the church, they don't understand the dynamics. They think that every kind of prayer will work for every kind of problem. There are certain powers of darkness that Jesus Christ called in Mark chapter 9, this kind, this kind. You remember when he came from Mount, uh, was it Mount Gilbo? After the, the mountain of transfiguration and his disciples were sweating the whole day to cast out the demon. And they could not cast it out. Why? Because they had been eating dim sum, everything, they are full and they come out. Now devil, go. And the demon is just saying, come out. It could not go. And then the disciples asked Jesus and said, why? And Jesus told them, this kind does not go except by prayer and fasting. There is a class of demons whose name is called this kind. 
a class of sicknesses whose name is called this kind. You cannot pray for that. You cannot pray for cancer like you're praying for a headache. Things must be given the weight that they deserve. Certain things are weighty. They are heavy. They are very strong. You cannot just give them little, little, flimsy kind of a lacadesco prayer and expect a change to come. It cannot happen. And that's why you're praying, you're praying, nothing is changing because you're dealing this kind with this kind and you're not understanding the dynamics. I shared with the people in the meeting and I told them, the Bible says in uh, Psalms 42 verse 7, deep calleth unto deep. For you to be able to see the deep things of God, you must first of all go deep in God and then you will be able to see his wonders. For you to be able to challenge demonic structures that are so deep, you must go deep in God. Child of God, you cannot just be there loving yourself. You have been praying for your children to come to the kingdom of God for so many years. You're praying, you know, for, for your marriage to change. Your husband is not born again and you're just there lazily on your bed with your pillow and you are sleepy and you're saying, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Even the devil is just laughing at you. <laughs> It cannot happen. It cannot happen. Jesus Christ said something in the book of Luke, chapter 14 and verse 28. He said, For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it, lest happily, after he has laid the foundation, and is not able to finish it, all that behold it, begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. I can tell you, brothers and sisters, you have to count the cost. Don't be in a hurry. Don't, nowadays, I have learned not to be in a hurry to pray. But I sit back and ask myself a question. What is it going to cost us to see a breakthrough in this area? Because God is building an army. You have to sit down and analyze. Just don't do things for the sake of doing things. Are we together? What is the weight of the matter that you're facing? God answers prayer. But issues that are weighty must be addressed the devil, I mean, fire is answered with the fire. Fire is answered with the fire. Power is answered with the power. You cannot just, and that's why many people, they know much about deliverance. You know about, uh, so much about the generational curses that have been troubling your family. You know about the iniquities. You've gotten the knowledge. But even after getting the knowledge, the iniquities and the generational curses are still tormenting your family. Why? Because you are not giving those things the weight that they deserve. It is possible for you to receive a prophetic word. And God is true. He's not a son of a man to tell a lie. And the prophecy will not come to pass. 
I have seen it happen. People receiving powerful prophetic words. Look at this. 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 14 to 17. Uh, I just want to, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to brief it up because I see my time is going and there is much that I still want to, you know, to share with you and pray with you. Anyway, let me just read 2 Kings 3, 26 to 27. And when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too sore for him, he took with him 700 men that used swords to break through even unto the king of Edom, but they could not. Then he took his eldest son that should have reigned in his stead and offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall, and there was great indignation against Israel, and they departed from him and returned to their own land. The children of Israel had received a powerful prophetic word from Elisha that they were going to fight against the Moabites, and they were going to overcome them, run down their cities, break down their trees, and do heavy destruction. Was that prophecy fulfilled? Half of it was fulfilled. The rest was not fulfilled. Why? Because the king of Moab gave a powerful sacrifice. He gave his son. And you know how much power is activated from the demonic kingdom. Not only the demonic kingdom, even in God's kingdom. Power is activated by blood. God gave his best, his only son that he had. He gave his blood. And power, the greatest power that there is, was only activated after the shedding of the blood. Likewise, in the demonic kingdom, it happens likewise. The man gave his son, and he drew demonic powers. Actually, the Bible is just gentle. But the fact is, Israel lost the battle because of the sacrifice that had been given by this king. Was Elisha lying when he gave the prophecy? No, the prophecy was accurate. But what was Israel sacrificing? They sacrificed nothing. You can have prophecy. God is going to use you. You're going to be a great man of God. You're going to be powerful. You're going to do this and do this and do this. It is not going to come to pass automatically. I'll be continuing with that. Now, I want to show you, to demonstrate to you something concerning prayer. Uh, you know, before we get to prayer. You see, in the spiritual realm, there are requirements that you must fulfill before you see a breakthrough. When you read in the book of John, let's read there, John chapter 2 and verse 6. The Bible says, And there were set water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, Containing two or three fucking apiece. Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pots with water, and they fill them up to the brim. What does that mean? You know, the spiritual realm does not operate with a half, it does not operate with a quarter. The spiritual realm operates with fullness. That's why in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says, They were filled. It was not a quarter. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. It was not a half. You know? Every time there are many scriptures in the Bible, they speak about fullness. When the fullness of time had come, God sent his son to come. You know, when you read in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the book of Revelation, 
It speaks about the golden bowls and how they are filled with the prayers of the saints. Now, for us to have, for example, a national revival, everything that you're praying for, there is a requirement. There is a bowel that you must fill. In Genesis chapter 15 and verse 16, the Bible says, God told Abraham that I will give you the land, but not now, until the iniquity of the Amorites is a fool. The realm of the spirit, God will never judge a nation until the iniquity is full. And that's why when the iniquity is about to be full, he stirs up intercessors to empty the cup of iniquity. So when you're praying for something, there is a cup that you must fill. Remember, Jesus told the disciples at, uh, at the wedding in Cana, in John chapter 2, fill the water pots to their brim. Okay? So every day you pray, there is an angel that pours your prayer in the cup of requirement. Now, those of us who pray for five minutes, hallelujah. <laughs> Tomorrow, you pray for 10 minutes. <laughs> Fun girl, sleepy. This cup must be what? And who is going to fill it? Tell your neighbor you. <laughs> Tell your neighbor you. Jesus did not fill for them. He told them, fill. My work is to change the water into wine, but concerning filling the jars, I'm not putting my hands there. You're praying for Revival for Malaysia, revival for Malaysia, revive, 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 revive. And you're praying for national revival. Now, child of God, how long is it going to take you to feel it? And then you are now saying, Lord, hey, answer now, answer now, answer now, revival now. When God looks at the amount, <laughs> if he changes this into wine, will you get drunk from this? Really? You cannot get drunk however concentrated it is. So if this becomes a revival, it cannot go beyond your house. I am telling you the truth. I am telling you the truth. You know, you have to feel the jazz. So, because you know, I'm teaching on a series. What kind of prayer fills the jazz? Huh? What kind of prayer fills the jazz quickly? Because if you're going to do like that, you know, they're like that, what the Cantonese call siwu siwu, it is going to take you 40 years. Little by little, little by little. There is a prayer that fills the jazz quickly. And that prayer is found in Isaiah chapter 66. Where he speaks about travailing prayer. 
I just give you this and then we just uh, get to prayer right now because our time is, is gone. Isaiah 66 verse 8. Remember it says, who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? Then he says, as soon as I travelled, she brought forth her children. The world cannot be born in a day. It cannot be bring together at once. But the, the answer was in what? Travelling prayer. Lift your hands. Say, Holy Spirit, inspire me today to fill the cup of divine requirements. Open your mouth now. Let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. I don't know what you're praying about. This could, be the, this could be the service where the cups are going to be filled. Somebody pray. You know that there is something that you need God for a major breakthrough in your life. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Makara mashana makataya. Re mashana magado siya kataya. Rama mama 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 mama. Rama kara bashana bagadaya. Re kasaka yamagadaya. Come on, let's fill the cups. Fill the cups. Fill the cups. Rama shana makata mashana bagadaya. Rema sanda bakata ya bagaraya. Oh, Jesus. Worship team, come over here. Makara masana bagaraya. Rima mama 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 masana bakata ya bagaraya. Rekasi ya bakataya. Manda shama kataya rabakataya. Rossi katela bagaraya. Rima sanda bakato zamakara bagaraya. Hey, shama kataya bagadaya. Rema mama 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 mama. Makasa karama katara bagadaya. Up there, pray, 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 pray. Come on, let's believe God. Let's believe God tonight to fill the cups. Let's believe God to fill the cups tonight. Let's believe God to fill up the cups. Yes, 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 yes. 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 The cup of cancer must be filled tonight. Marama shana magaraya. Rema mama mama. Listen, as we are praying, there's somebody you are having respiratory problems. I want you to stand up wherever you are. Your respiratory system, you are having challenges. I just want you to stand up and just come to the front quickly. I want to pray for you as we're going to pray. You have respiratory problems. Come on, just a hurry. There's somebody, you are having a court case. And this court case are dragged on for a long time. A long time. There's a court case, yes, for a long time. It has dragged on. 
and the Lord is saying, I'm going to give you a breakthrough. Where is the person with the cosket? Cosket, cosket, there's somebody here your name is called Angela 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 I want to pray for Angela Angela where are you Angela 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 run over here Angela 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 oh my god Angela you are up there oh you're here come come quickly in the name of Jesus those who have respiratory problems just touch 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 your stomach right now in the name of Jesus touch touch your stomach Ramakara Mashana Magadaya Remakasa Kataya Ramakasa Kayaba powerless in the name of Jesus powerless yes devils are coming out of him devils are coming out of him in the name of Jesus Makasakata Angela Hire Angela 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 Rima Sana Magadaya Rosaka Rama Mama 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 Magada Yes 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 Now listen The rest of us let's continue praying The pastors are gonna help me listen those of you who have respiratory systems the Lord is just going to, problems is going to heal you right now. Lift your hands. Breathe in. Just breathe in. Breathe in three times. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in again. Breathe out. Breathe in again. Breathe out. Power of the Holy Ghost. Power of the Holy Ghost. Yes, yes. Pastors, where are the pastors? Please come and help me. Masakarama. Power of the Holy Ghost. Power of the Holy Ghost. Be healed. Power of the Holy Ghost. Power of the Holy Ghost. Power of the Holy Ghost. Fire. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes, be healed in the name of Jesus. Yes, the anointing is going through you. Power, Shabakataya. Power of the Holy Ghost. Power of the Holy Ghost. Be healed. In the name of Jesus. Power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Ramasana Magadaya. Makasa Makaya. Roshama Gadus. I break up oh, the power of Ministry going on to the front. Paris! 
I'm just going to bless you. Colorless. Those you want to leave, you can leave after my benediction. But those you want to stay, stay. Don't stay just to observe. Stay to honor the Lord. Understand? Because the presence of God is here. So I'm, those of you who want to go, you go. But after I pray for you, huh? please leave quietly. A closer service. But if you want to stay, please feel free to stay. You want to come for ministry? We will continue the ministry. As long as there are people who want to be prayed for, we will pray for the ministry. All right? Up to you. But let me just close the, the service and then release those of you who want to go so that you can go. And then remember that tomorrow, Pastor Judas Subi will speak on the three services. 8.30 at SMCC, 11 o'clock here, and at 2.30 is our fourth service. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I want to thank you, Father, for the word of God that has gone forth. I want to pray and commit everything to you. And we now ask that you will now separate us with your blessing. Thank you, Lord. May your presence continue to be with us, Lord, so that the power of God will continue to heal. The power of God will continue to deliver. The power of God will push back the forces of darkness, Lord. Thank you, Father. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So to go, please go, but leave quietly.